Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca F., as in Frank, from Connecticut, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are in chapter two. There is a solution on page 19, the first paragraph. We will be reading and commenting on that one paragraph beginning with none of us makes and ending with nearly all their time to the work. Today's readers are Esther F., Mary G., Amy W., Penny C., yeah, Penny C, right, and Penny C, I should say. Our newcomer greeter is Russ M. The reference number for yesterday's Monday, January 22nd, 2018's 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10943. That's 10943. And the reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10954. That's 10954. Boy, those numbers are far apart. I'll, I'll check them and let you know if I made a mistake. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther S. I will now ask Mary G. to read the 12 editions of OA. Thank you, Rebecca. My name is Mary G., and I'm recovering in Rochester, New York. The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service, and thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Thank you, Mary G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature literature we are discussing and that uh, we're going to try asking everyone if you've shared recently to pause and allow those who haven't shared a turn uh, before you chime in with your own names. And uh, also that you keep your share to approximately three minutes and I will be timing the shares and say the word time when you do get to three minutes as a gentle reminder to wrap up. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing with the directions in the big book, 
mean to us to share press star one to unmute once you are done sharing let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted today we resume our study of the big book in chapter two there is a solution on page 19 the first paragraph we will be reading and commenting on that one paragraph beginning with none of us makes and ending with nearly all their time to the work i will now ask amy w to read that for us good morning rebecca thank you for your service good morning everyone uh, amy w recovered compulsive overeater from california none of us makes a sole vocation of this work nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we're going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all of their time to the work. Uh, powerful paragraph this morning. Um, what strikes me, uh, what strikes me is this word. All of us spend much of our spare time. It doesn't say some of us or um, those of us with uh, extra income or those of us with a car or those of us who wish to. Or it's all of us. And um, you know, of course, the reminder of step twelve here that. We practice these principles in all our affairs. And that's so true. I, the other night, came home from a meeting and was just so irritable and uh, turning into a sergeant and kind of, you know, the, the director on the stage telling people where to stand and realized um, I had some resentments I didn't know I had and worked through my 10 and, of course, 11 and 12. But with that 10, was able, especially the next morning, to see the glaring defects and to make my amends and did so and felt, while humbled, very relieved and um, very relieved to do it. And that's what these 12 steps gives me is this gift to be able to do that of gratitude, to take my part and clean my side of the street because what good is it for me to you know, attend meetings and work the steps if I'm not carrying the message. Not only does it not make sense, but it will send me back to the food. The defects taking over send me back to the food. So I felt grateful, and it's it's funny then to be reading that this morning, coincidence or maybe not. Um, the other thing that strikes me in this is the way this chapter starts is so interesting because it's titled There is a Solution, One Solution, and yet it doesn't start off with that. It's not for a few more pages that we see an italicized word, there is a solution. And of course, it's a spiritual one to find a God of our own understanding. Um, and so really, well, it starts off is talking about how the still-suffering compulsive overeater can be carried the message of recovery through a recovered compulsive overeater and the importance of that and how Bill's story ends with how we as recovered compulsive overeaters need to help others for our recovery, but it's that jigsaw puzzle of 
the still suffering compulsive overeater can, within a few hours, hear it from um, someone recovered. So it's it's that it's the way that fits together so beautifully. We both we all need each other in this, um, carrying this big book under our arm. So thank you, um, thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thank you, Amy W. Before I open up the line for sharing, I'm going to ask you that if you've shared recently to hold off a little bit and allow those who haven't shared recently to get their names in the queue first. And then if you hear there's a pause, you can put your names in. Who would like to share? Madam. Uh, who would like to sh- who else would like to share? Besides Matt N. Lauren Terry. N. Lauren N. Terry N. Terry N. Yes. Okay. This is Mary Ellen B. Mary Ellen B. Anyone else want to get in the queue? I think I was muted. Is it Sue G? Yeah, I think I was muted when I said it. Okay, I have you, Sue, now. Thank you. Someone F? Shannon F. Shannon F? Okay, I have Um, I couldn't tell if that was Elizabeth or Melinda (laughs) or neither. Melissa, Melissa, I'm going to stop there, and then I'll take more names in the next grouping. So I have Matt M, Lauren N, Terry N, Mary Ellen B, Sue G, Shannon F, and Melissa, I think it's C. If not, you can correct me later. Matt M, go right ahead. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M, the Pulse Over Eater. We feel the elimination of our drinkingness by the beginning. Yeah, for us, that's just a start. You know, we still have to go on and work through the steps and then become sponsors and go and, you know, carry the message to someone else. This is this is not a we, this is not a you or me program. It's a we program. We're there to help each other and to be there for the next person, the next newcomer, the next person who's there. Even though I'm not recovered yet, I still, I'm still, there's a big book meeting last night and uh, a bunch of people came. It's usually a small meeting, but we had about like 19 people who came last night, which is amazing. So it's a miracle that we had that many people. Hopefully it will continue, but it's amazing. We all have to do this together, and we're not alone in this, you know. And, uh, you know, I I, I have, unfortunately, once, once I become once I become recovered, I do have a lot of time I can dedicate towards being a sponsor, especially in the early morning or the evening, but because uh, I don't work. But that's what I plan on doing. But, yeah, I want to give back because I have so many people in my life that have given back, given back to me without even asking for anything in return, so. I want to get back so freely what I've been given so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Madam. Lauren N. Good morning, everyone. Uh, can you hear me? It's Lauren N. I, I hear you, Lauren N. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you all for being on this line. Uh, what an incredible message that is. Um, it's as the speakers mentioned, it's not for us that have time or that us that have money or us that have cars or it's for all of us to do 
to stay in recovery and to hold on to this program. Without this, I know where I'll be. I'll be 130 pounds heavier. I'll be um, in self-pity and wallow. I'll be in self-hatred. And one day at a time, I have learned how to live outside of that and to be in service and to love myself. I don't always do it perfectly, but that's the beauty of this program is I don't have to be perfect. I can just do as good as I can and as best as I can and be in these rooms and with you all in this struggle to be a better me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren. And before we go on to Terry, and I just want to tell people who have jumped on the line recently what we read, and that is one paragraph, the first paragraph on page 19, None of Us Makes. Go right ahead, Terry N. Hi, this is Terry N. Very grateful, recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. Um, sharing on the line again. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it says yeah, about the, having the opportunity to, you know, do this work, and I have been blessed blessed that I have God put someone in my life for uh, me to share my experience, strength, and hope. And, you know, every time before I get on the phone with her, I thank him for that opportunity. And I'm so, I'm so grateful, very um, happy and enthusiastic. And sometimes, even if I'm not, it, it just, it just goes so, it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, And I wanted to share too, it says, you know, that, um, a much more important demonstration, and, and of course that the elimination of the eating was a, a beginning, and you know, but it has to be the beginning, and it has to be, for me, it had to be really cleaned up a lot. <laughs> um, but a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. And um, we're going through a massive change at work that is people are taking a very, very negative approach and you know we're powerless over this <laughs> and we have to do it and we have to learn it and I've been able as a result of this program to be able to have a more positive outlook and I have to be open-minded and I have to learn this stuff because it's my job and I have no choice and when I walked into the class yesterday the instructor she was like oh my goodness I'm so happy to see your smiling face and that is absolutely a direct result of Overeaters Anonymous working in my life um, for that to be able to approach something with a new outlook and to see things different and to use things that are happening in my life in a more positive way. And I'm really grateful for that. So thanks so much for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you, Terry Ann. Mary Ellen B. Good morning. This is Mary Ellen B. in Florida, a recovered compulsive overeater. 
Um, and I just want to start out by thanking you all for the opportunity to um, give some of us who don't share often um, an opportunity to do so. Um, I don't feel really comfortable sharing on the line, um, and had there not been some pauses in there, I probably would not have spoken up. So um, thank you. Back to the paragraph here. So it says, we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning, um, and it's a great beginning. Um, it, and it talks about how, <clears throat> you know, we all of us spend much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. And um, I had I had a lot of spare time, and I started out spending, um, you know, all of my time. Uh, it says a few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all of their time to the work. And, you know, I was, you know, I was really fired up, on fire, um, and excited to be sharing. But it, um, it does say in this paragraph that um, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupation, and affairs. Um, and, and it, you know, it says that, um, again, you know, a much more important demonstration. I found that uh, after time the um, effectiveness of me spending so much time, um, you know, uh, sharing this message, you know, being on the phone, uh, dialing into meetings, going to meetings, um, that's all great. But as far as um, the demonstration of the principles in my home and in all of my affairs, you know, with my um, my family members, my relationships, um, and those principles, that demonstration was lacking in that area. Um, so there's, for me, I guess what I wanted to share, what I really get out of this is balance. Um, and, you know, I need to balance my, <clears throat> my outreach and um, my time with, um, with, with all of my affairs, you know, with all of my relationships. And uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you again for letting me share. Thank you, Mary Ellen B., for sharing. Sue G. Good morning. This is Sue G. from Michigan, recovered by the grace of God. I also want to thank you for asking for um, some time first for people to get in, because it's awful hard to be heard and to get in when the same people are are uh, are more sure than self speaking up. Um, I have been confused for a long time about the difference between the steps and the principles. And um, I know in, in the OA books they list the principles like brotherly love and hope and peace. And um, so I studied the principles, and that was what was missing in my in my program, uh, in my own home, um, with my husband. It just, uh, I wasn't behaving, I wasn't speaking the way that um, I did to other people that I didn't have as much conflict with outside my home. And I really had to work on that. And um, my sponsor and I kind of went through the principles too and, and studied them and read them, I read, uh, found a website about the principles. And um, it does show how your program is working, how you're working your steps by uh, how you live 
and uh, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Suji. Shannon S. Hi there. This is Shannon F. Is in fabulous. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, so what this chapter brings to mind is when they say none of us make a soul vote of this work. Um, I went through a lot of stress and I still do the best I can to let God try and guide this as to um, how much time to put in running things like my own business, my own things and life as we might call it, life life. But then how much do I make sure I spend for time um, in recovery, taking phone calls throughout the day, doing 10 steps, uh, reaching out to newcomers, doing the time to actually dial up newcomers and reach one. Um, Because I started to notice that I would take on um, extra sponsees from a place of fear and guilt that I wasn't doing enough in the program. But then what would happen is I wouldn't keep up on my living amends, which would be keeping my physical environment clean with the family I'm living with, or it could be not keeping up on um, my living amends to my customers. Um, But then again, we have to make sure that we're keeping the balance and the recovery side as well. So we are doing enough phone calls. We are doing enough times to listen to people's um, fourth and fifth steps. And where where is the balance in with that as well? So this is a place where I'm still growing on it. But I remember a time where I took on um, uh, up to five sponsees, and it really taxed my living amends. Um, so I found a balance. Like So I had to ask God, what do you want me to do out of this? How much do you want me to um, kind of dedicate for um, recovery. And that changes on a daily basis because we have to do enough to get our recovery airplane off the ground. So some days it might be a lot more. Some days it might be not as much. It just depends on what God is guiding. And this is a place where I am definitely um, doing my best to work with God on and see how to balance everything out. And um, the sole vocation of this work. Um, I don't think God also wants me to hide in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous, of like going to meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. Um, God wants me to recharge in our meetings, recharge in our phone calls and our connection with our fellowship and the steps, and then go and apply it to life where maybe recovery isn't in you know my my job doesn't necessarily work the 12 steps but I need to recharge in the rooms with our other recover members and go apply it and really face life face life head on um rather than constantly do um meeting after meeting after meeting but we want to make what i want to make sure is that i'm doing this program from a place of passion rather than guilt that i'm not doing time and i pass oh that was quick shannon s (laughs) i didn't mean to cut you off immediately but thank you so much for sharing melissa c Sharing on the first paragraph on page 19. Hi, good good morning, Rebecca. Can I be heard? Yes, good morning, Melissa C. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Um, 
Yeah, so I, you know, it would be, on one hand, it would be lovely if my whole life could be just doing this, this outreach work, this carrying the message. Um, and, and yet, you know what, it is, you know, I, although I just, I don't make my living um, off of this, I, I live my life this way. And that's where the real challenge is, like living um, these principles in, in all my affairs, because I, I can do, you know, a, a pretty decent job, um, you know, talking to sponsees and, and going through step work together and spending time on the phone. But when I hang up the phone, you know, am I screaming at my kids because they left their dishes in the sink? You know, and, and those are the places that I'm really challenged. Um, and that's where um, I'm, I'm grateful in a way that this isn't, that this 12-step work isn't my entire life because I get a life that I get to practice what these 12 steps have taught me. And, um, you know, so, like, when I came in initially, I thought I just want to stop eating like a crazy person. Like, if I can just... Stop eating like I'm insane, everything would be great. And so that's the first thing that happens, right? You put the food down and my food looks sane. And then I realize and come to learn that I'm the crazy one, you know, and that I need to stop living my life as a crazy person. Um, and thank you, God, you know, that that's where I'm growing spiritually. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Before I take more names, I forgot to mention that I double-checked the meeting numbers for 7 and 10, and they were accurate, the ones I announced at the beginning of the meeting. So now we're going to open the floor for more people to share on the first paragraph on page 19, beginning with none of us. And again, pause if you've shared recently and allow someone who hasn't an opportunity before you give me your name. Who would like to share? Linda D. from Connecticut. Okay, I heard Linda D. Linda D. is the only name I... Something M. Sarah A. Sarah A. Michelle K. Michelle M. Oh, gosh, you guys, I'm getting a little distracted and confused. Let me, let me, nobody say a word for one second. I have Linda D. Was there a Michelle? Marcella M. Oh, Marcella. Hi, Marcella. Thank you. And then there was a Sarah. And yes, and it was who, Michelle K. Oh, there was a Michelle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got it. Okay. And um, I can take a couple more names, two or three. Yeah, Ruth, Ruth H. I heard Ruth H. Darian K. Is it Darian? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Darian oh my K. gosh. Darian K. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, why don't we try one more, if possible? Someone Diane B. Diane B. Diane B. Okay. Okay, let's see if there's time. I can't guarantee it. I didn't mathematically figure it out, but I've got Linda D, Marcella M, Sarah, Michelle K, Ruth H, Darian K, and Diane B. 
And this is the first paragraph on 19, page 19. None of us makes a sole vocation. Go right ahead, Linda D. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. So very thrilled and grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater for today. Um, <clears throat> the thing I've heard from the people ahead of me And it also, of course, is responding to the uh, first phrase of that um, paragraph, uh, a soul vocation, and people are talking about balance and all that kind of stuff. And and all of a sudden it occurred to me, if I I knew how to pace myself, I wouldn't be in a 12-step program. The joke, at least in AA, is that an addict has two speeds, full speed ahead and collapse. And I found that to be true. So when I started sponsoring, I was all over the map. And that meant that I did more work than they did. I didn't have enough information. OA was very different than it is now with visions. Not to make visions an icon, but it is a renaissance because it's a lot of the correct information. It saved my life. God saved my life through all of you, especially visions and AA. And, all the, of course, all the people ahead, you know, in the past. So the thing of it is, and this sounds uh, childlike, and it is, but I found that if I want to balance my life, and I have to know all the, all the information that people have talked about. I have to think about those things. But I found in my life what is really practical what the simplicity for me that really works is to stop analyzing and thinking get out of the intellect and into the intuition which is god god inspired and uh one of our members says i need a spirit guided life and i found that to be true so what i do is one of the early pages that says, um, I ask God throughout the day what my next step is to be. I literally do that like a little kid. I started out doing it like a little kid because I was terrified. Now I do it because it works. And so I just ask. I don't ask in the morning and all that. I keep asking, what do you want me to do? Good morning. What do you want me to do next? Because when I wake up, I, it's, I'm an untreated addict. So there I am. And I can either have my agenda or I can start saying, good morning, thank you that I woke up, even if I don't mean that at the moment. I usually do. What do you want me to do next all day long? That opens up all kinds of opportunities to help all kinds of people and to be helped and to rest and to balance and to pace myself. Because otherwise, I'll drive myself nuts trying to save everybody or ignore everybody because I wore myself out. I think that's a pretty common experience, and I found what do you want me to do next is the best. I pass. Thanks, Linda D. Uh, Marcella M. Um, Good morning, Marcella M. Recovered Composer Overeater. Um, So the solo vocation, right? Yeah, of course, I would love to do nothing but (laughs) spread the message. Um, the difference between, um, I call myself a big book junkie. I don't think I'll ever be a teacher, but I'm just, just a, I'm a junkie. I'm obsessed with the program and the big book. 
Um, but the difference between this um, obsession and the former one is that when I was in the food, I did absolutely nothing but watch TV and eat and overeat. And then even when I was not doing that, I was pretending to be working. I was obsessed with how do I look, how much I weighed, how much I ate, how many hours I need to be at the gym. And I was not present for anybody or for nothing. So now, you know, being a big book junkie, um, I have a full-time job, a side part, another, you know, gig that I do on the side. Um, I go to college, and I'm married happily, thank you, God. I have two cats. The cat litter is clean, and and I just I just go through the flow. Um, I follow what we read. Um, when awakening, we plan for, we look at, we contemplate the 24 hours ahead. And I'm trying to be practical. So I sponsor a few people in the morning, but I encourage them to talk among themselves. So I've located a few people in Spain, a few people in other countries, a few people in Latin America, a few people in Mexico, and they talk among themselves. And I just came back from a fabulous weekend in which three visionaries and I um, 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 Pass the message. I'm thinking in Spanish. I'm sorry. Pass the message in, in broken Spanish and broken English. <laughs> and it works. And now I'm going to the Dominican Republic next year, next um, month. In a month, I'll be there, God willing. And I don't do everything. I mean, because we have each other. We build fellowship. And there's a higher power. And I'm not it. So, so I call myself practical. Before, I used to call myself lazy. But I just I just do the minimal and God does the rest. So I've surrounded myself in a bubble of big book and recovery. And but I still have time for, you know, everything else. Um in this weekend it was just a weekend. I had I had time for everything. Napping, taking sun baths, seeing family, um, doing the workshop, connecting with everybody in the Spanish speaking world world. We have a WhatsApp with as many as as many as we are in English, and and everybody's talking among themselves, and the word is spreading in Spanish, and I'm sure that it's spreading also in other languages. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Marcella M. Sarah, and I didn't catch your first initial. Oh, um, Sarah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, were you calling on me, Sarah A? Sarah A. Go right ahead. Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad to have an opportunity to share. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in New York. Um, in steps, you know, working steps nine and ten, I guess one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, and um, I guess what what spoke to me this morning with the paragraph is. You know, and what I've been hearing in the shares is you is really just you know living in living in this program that it's not you know I'm in the process of making my amends, um, many of which are you know there's living amends components to especially to my family members. Um, looking at the harms done is is excruciating. Um, you know the harms both that I can that I could say and the harms that are even more harmful that I could never ever say um, 
that I know the you know resonated with the lack of presence and just going through the motions and not really being there for anybody um, and just um, living in uh, feeling that pain you know which is why I came to you know which is why I really wanted was ready to put my food down um, was to be able to live and to feel um, it I was I had just I was eating just enough at this point to just keep me numb like it was just enough and I don't want to live numb and dead anymore and um, you know with with um, I guess with that I'll pass I just needed to share you know where I'm where I'm holding right now and uh, I'm grateful for all of you on the line thank you thank you Sarah a Michelle K Hi, this is Michelle Kay from Northern New Jersey. Can you hear me? I hear you, Michelle Kay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, This is a really important paragraph for me, and it's all highlighted and underlined. So the fact that I was able to be live on the line today, and this was our paragraph, was what gave me the motivation to share. Um, When I eliminated the food, the eating, the behaviors, the scale, the all of that part of it. I knew that I had made my beginning. And living in 10, 11, and 12, I'm a much slower learner in bringing the principles into my home and job and all outside things. But I'm given opportunity every day to make a choice to do that. And with the big book and the steps, I'm able to reach in and have instructions on how to bring it in and how to do it. And I also just wanted to share that I was fortunate enough to meet a man who comes into my work every day, and I one day asked him what he did for a living. And he said, oh, I'm actually retired, and so I do projects. He said, but I'm an AA sponsor, and I do that full time now because I'm lucky enough that my wife makes enough money that we're able to live and I have... Um, you know, he had like dozens of sponsees. And every time that man walks in, my heart just bursts that he's that sentence. He's one of the few who are fortunate enough that gives nearly all their time to that. And I just think it's so beautiful and it's so inspiring that he made that choice. And you can just see how recovered, you know, this man is. And that's helpful to me because I made my beginning but every day I need to re-educate myself on the importance of bringing those principles into my home and my family. And I do get to see those benefits when I'm able to pause before I get angry or, you know, irritable or discontent. But that's all. I just wanted to share that and thank everybody on the line for all these uh, pauses and opportunities to get in. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle K. Ruth H., sharing on the first paragraph on 19. Yes, thank you so much, Rebecca. Um, This is Ruth H., gratefully recovered in um, Connecticut. Um, I'm so happy to be able to share today. I've had an experience, well, I've had a couple of experiences that spoke to me just in the way that this this paragraph has. And, of course, when when I'm getting the similar message more than one time, I always have to, I always know it is not odd that it is God. 
um, I started my recovery in a private program, and I still go back there for a support group. And one of our um, tasks yesterday was to list um, some accomplishments we've had in the last year, because um, with the purpose being we always think of our failures rather than things we have accomplished. And my list started off all recovery related, which is wonderful and amazing, and I am so grateful for in many ways. But it started me thinking that um, because I'm one of those, the lucky ones who is retired and has a lot, has free time, um, which I am gratefully um, and gratifyingly able to spend on um, sharing the message. Um, I also have been a little short-sighted in terms of balancing that because I do have a husband and I have grown sons and other family members um, who need my, my time and focus as well. And that came to light this morning when my husband got up um, early for him, not for me, and had the, had the nerve to interrupt my, you know, my morning practice, um, my prayer, my meditation, my reaching out to sponsees and, and the like. And I had to take that deep breath and think, you know, it can wait until he's off to work and I can finish then. Um, and this, that's what this, this paragraph is reminding me again, that it is, um, as this says, much more important, very important that we demonstrate our principles in our homes, occupations, and affairs. And um, having said all that, though, I have to say, being, you know, I've been sponsoring for maybe six months now, being a sponsor, um, while, I, while I do it because I work those steps every day to the best of my ability and I know sponsoring and giving back is what keeps me recovered, so I, I do it selfishly in that respect as well, it has been the greatest joy, one of the greatest joys and senses of fulfillment since, you know, my boys had the nerve of growing up on me and not needing me on a daily basis as they did when I was able to be, um, um, be, uh, be a, a stay-at-home mom. So um, for anyone that, that is, is venturing into sponsorship, um, do not hesitate. It is, there is such a wonderful world just, in, you know, in, in being able to give back in that way. And thank you. On that, I will pass, and thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you for sharing, Ruth H. Darian K. Darian K, can you hear me? I hear you, Darian K. All right, thank you. Well, let's see. I'm I'm Darian. Um, I live in Massachusetts. Um, hopefully, it's pouring raining, so hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, I am so grateful. Um, grateful to all of you, and I. Sure, I know a few of you. Um, I moved away from my home meetings, and um, this vision for you meeting is really a, quite a gift that I get to open up and um, enjoy every day from seven to eight on my drive to work. So thank you, thank you. Um, and um, you know, I've been in program a long time, and early on, um, I, I definitely did a lot of sponsoring, and I sometimes think I did it. Um, well, I, I mean, it felt really good, and I really enjoy it, but also out of guilt because no one else stood up or acknowledged that they had time. And so I felt like, oh, you know, I, I, I need to step in. I need to do, I need to help people um, if nobody else is helping out. Um, and I think at one point, I don't know, I, I, I had way too many sponsees, and I'm always running late, as many people probably know me, and so I definitely, um, you know, probably didn't really 
have the time to sponsor all those people. But again, it was a little bit out of guilt. Um, and so, um, you know, balance is really key. And I think really what, for me, I'm striving for on a daily basis. I, you know, I put my food on a scale, but I can't put my life on a scale. You know, I wish I could. I wish I could weigh and measure all the different things in my life um, so that I knew what balance was all about. But I, I, I kind of have to wing it <laughs> and, um, and hope for the best and maybe learn from my mistakes, which, you know, I really do think a lot of us learn the best from, um, even though it's painful. So I, you know, I just have to remember um, that I can only do so much. Um, you know, I, I feel like I could definitely um, acquire a few more sponsees and, um, and you know, work my program even stronger and, and also take time for myself. And I think people shared that quite a bit, that, you know, you really have to recharge, plug in and get that energy that you need. Fill your, fill your bucket or your glass first before you can um, pour off any for someone else. So um, thank you so much for listening, and thank you all for being there. With that, I pass. Thank you, Darian K. Diane B. Can you hear me? This is Diane B. We hear you, Diane B. Good morning. I'm Diane B. Calling from New York City. And I don't share that much. I don't feel well a lot of the time, but I do spend a lot, a lot of time praying and asking for understanding and asking for insight as to what I need to do next. I am one of those people I pray a lot for other people. And I know that's a good thing, but I have to pray for myself also. I have to pray and bless myself more than I do. And I need to say this. been around 12-step programs for a long, long time. And I hear people saying things like wallowing in self-pity. And that has never sat well with me because, yeah, I wallow if you're in pain. Morning, noon, and night, yeah, I wallow and I ask for understanding and what I need to do next. But I absolutely, absolutely will not say that I wallow in self-pity. That to me would be like giving someone a baseball bat to hit me in the head again. I wallow because there's pain and there's suffering, there's pain and there's suffering. And yes, I cry out for help. God, show me what to do, what to say, where to go, who to see. Day and night, I pray. And I'm just grateful for the 12 steps. I heard a man in AA say a long time ago that the 12 steps are like a nuclear explosion on the earth. The 12 steps are definitely needed. And yes, 
I'm practicing having more balance. At one point last year, I was doing four meetings a day. That was not balanced. But you know what? Innocently, it was my way of saying, see, God, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this. But it wasn't balanced. And and I've had a problem with balance all my life. And... But I'm grateful to be sharing right now. I'm grateful to be on this phone bridge. Thank you, Thank you for letting me share in my past. Thank you, Diane B. We have time for one more share. Roberta B? L? Did I? Okay, wait one second. Did I hear the name Roberta? Kelly L. Roanne Hedgerow. Okay. Is there a Roberta on the line? If you're not Roberta, don't yes. say anything. Roberta. Yes? Roberta, the three minutes are yours. Go right ahead and give us the first initial. Roberta J. from Chicago. Good morning, Roberta. Go um, thank ahead. Thank you for today. Um, the, the part of the paragraph that really jumps out at me is we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. You know, um, I have an addictive mind, and I ruminate on the same thing over and over and over and over again. When I was in the food, that's all I thought about. 80% of my day was was buried in food thoughts, and that's how I lived my life for many, many years until I found this program, and especially until I got on the vision call last year. But... What has occurred to me is I still have just as an addictive mind as I had when I was in the food. Now my mind must go to a different place. Instead of food, it's got to go somewhere. So now my addictive mind wraps itself around the 12th step, which is the key to recovery. And then my thoughts, instead of putting them on myself all the time, me, 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 my, 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 i now switch my thoughts to people who I can help, praying for others, um, sponsoring, service. And I find that I still have to do a lot of whatever it is I'm doing. It's just now it's put in a place that's proper and in God's will for me. So I just want to say that uh, I am just so grateful to have been taught another way of not just living, but another way of thriving on this plane of earth, because I really believe that we are created to help other people. That, that is our highest calling as, as created beings. But as people in recovery, we know how painful it is to suffer with this disease and to have every waking hour strangled by food thoughts and thoughts of me, me, me. And it's just so uplifting and such a blessing to be able to take those same obsessive thoughts and turn them around and, and be of help and be of service and be of love to other people. So I'm just grateful today for this book. It is, it is a wonderful, wonderful, um, it's, not, it, it's, 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 a, it's my second Bible. I have a first Bible, but this is my second Bible because it's full of truth and it's full of things that I can relate to and I see myself in all these chapters talking about this disease and how to recover from it. So I'm just very, very grateful uh, today to be in recovery and to be of service. 
And with that, I will pass. I don't know if I took all the three minutes, but anyway, thank you. Uh, you're a little under the three. Thanks so much, Roberta J. That does bring us to exactly 7.55 Eastern time, which is time for us to close. So it was just on the mark. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. I can't tell you how much I appreciate how um, cooperative and patient everyone is and how easy you make this job. The reference number for this meeting, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 10956. That's 10956. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. So get ready for that. Will Penny C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the Boston area. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.